am the devil, and I am here to do the devil's work. Eighty-five percent of the teenagers in high school have been exposed to hardcore Satanism. Jesus wants me to live an abundant human life. Satan's pretty cool. What is this voicemails we never get voicemails hey rufus gloppy it's your old friend dry ice any reason why you haven't given me that money yet you know the money that you promised me i look forward to hearing from you buddy end of message rufus gloppy is that that guy i met last week Yes, this message is for Mr. Gloppy. It appears that your balance with the home chopping network is quite overdue. I would sure love, <clears throat> I mean hate, to have to send our minions after you to collect. Please give us a call back soon. <laughs> End of message. That was oddly threatening. This message is for uh, uh, Rufus Gloppy. Uh, a few weeks ago, uh, I had done some television, uh, televised event. If you could call me back about getting this payment, uh, that would be just absolutely wonderful. And uh, if you also, if you wouldn't mind, I know that you're tight with the Dark Lord. And if you could just like maybe put, maybe just say a nice thing about me, like. End of message. That guy didn't even give his name. Dark Lord, who is this Rufus Gloppy dude? Hey, Lucas Gloppy, it's Rufus Gloppy. Uh, could you take any messages that come in for me? I'll take care of them the next time I come in. I appreciate it. Well, I gotta go potty train this demon. You should see the shits this thing takes. End of message. Oh my god, this Rufus Gloppy guy is going to be trouble. Uh, just what I need, another stoner in my life. Alas. Welcome, dear fakers, to episode 18 of Fake Ritual, the podcast. That's your guide to pop culture and the occult. For as Jesus turned wine into water, so shall we turn sitcoms into symbols comics into cosmics, and video games into very good banter. Now how's that for an intro? <laughs> My guest this week was host of Good Art the Podcast, Kay Gerard. We get his take on exploitation films, talk our favorite curse words, and give some apocalyptic predictions of our own. And on top of it all, we introduce a new segment, which we are calling Questions from the Void, 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 Void. But first, I want to talk to you guys about something that I have recently 
fallen back in love with, I guess? Or in love with for the first time? Either way, I'm talking puzzles. That's right, puzzles. Erica and I found a puzzle in our basement when we cleaned it out. It was sealed, and lo and behold, it was fall. And what was the theme of the puzzle? But fall. It was a sign from above, or below, depending on your proclivities. Anyways, a 1,000-piece puzzle. And let me tell you, that is a lot of pieces. But we're tackling it as well as our cats, Hex and Thistle, are tackling it. Literally, they destroyed it some last night, destroyed it some this morning, but we are undeterred. And isn't that just uh, an allegory for life, you know? Isn't life just one big thousand-piece puzzle that we're all just trying to keep away from those pesky felines? There's your wisdom for the week. And without any further ado, here is my chat with the one, the only, the sleazy, K. Gerard. All right, folks, I am sitting here with the host of Good Art the Podcast as well as an academic monk and a connoisseur of all things sleazy. It's Kay Gerard. Hey, Kay. Hey, hi. What's up? What's up? Well, yeah, so per the intro, I do have a few questions for you. What makes an academic monk? Oh, shit. Well, that is a term that um, I have been referring to myself lately as because uh, 2020, as we all have experienced has been, you know, for the most part, lockdown. I have zero social life. I go to school, uh, work as little as humanly possible, and uh, consume media. And at some point in the year, I decided to stop kind of beating myself up for watching so many movies or TV. And I have essentially made thinking about exploitation movies my academic slash career i've decided i'm gonna get a phd in pornography hell yeah well that sounds yeah that sounds like the ultimate like temper tantrum against the universe especially or against 2020 in that 2020 tells you you got to stay home and you say good i like staying home in your fucking face yeah, it's that like meme, like goth meme, where it's like I've been I've been social distancing my entire <laughs> life. Yeah. Uh, well, then also per the intro, define sleazy. Oh, sleazy is just um, a term that I use to describe the things that aren't um, accepted as quote unquote quality or. Um, maybe actual art, like a lot of exploitation movies, uh, uh, maybe not television so much, but mostly exploitation films were sort of made by people that just needed a job and didn't know what else to do. So they just made these movies endlessly, 
nonstop for as little money as possible, made the best poster they could, and then just sold essentially what is trash. But I think what I think what's missed on certain audiences is the is the art and the honesty that was created in a lot of those exploitation films. I'm reading this book by producer David Friedman, who produced a ton of stuff uh, in the 60s and 70s. And he was actually one of the people that helped uh, Herschel Gordon Lewis get his start. And like, yeah, the whole like the idea of gore and like extreme violence came from the fact that people were not going to see these like exploitation films where they might see some tits or some bush mm-hmm. you know or like some softcore sex scene because they were going to see the hardcore porn and it was killing the like softcore the exploitation scene mm. so guys like Friedman and Herschel Gordon Lewis decided like well what can we do to bring audiences in and that was really where the birth of gore and violence for like the entertainment value of it, that's where that was sort of born from. So when you ask me what I mean by sleazy, I guess to sort of sum it up is, it's just, it's like trash, you know? It's it's trash. (laughs) It really is trash. But you're saying, okay, so we're going down the list here. We got Academic Monk, Connoisseur of Sleaze. And then you as host of Good Art the Podcast, what is good art? Why good art? Why good art the podcast? I really wanted to do an interview podcast, and uh, I feel like good art is definitely a tongue-in-cheek term. Totally. Um, And it's just sort of what I consider good art. I I think that it's sort of, um, I just want to amplify voices that I particularly think need it. Um, I think the term good sort of gives it away that's like what every teacher would tell you to like open a thesaurus to find because you wrote like yes christmas was good they're like Mm -hmm. uh -uh, uh-uh (laughs) uh-uh not good not nice not good i own the websites goodart dot or no i don't own dot com because Uh. apparently there is a there's a jewelry company in (laughs) la called good art jewelry Huh. Yeah, yeah, I don't know if that would work the same. And they actually own the uh, trademark to it as well. So Ooh, that'll... I could, in fact, be breaking trademarks with the show, but um, I do check on that regularly. Same. And as soon as it is not available, or as soon as their trademark ends, I'm buying it and never letting go of it. Yeah, I found there's a fake Rituals, uh, maybe like a clothing brand or something. And then... That's the only other one I've seen. And yeah, I'm always waiting for like a cease and desist. I just assume everyone has more power than me. Well, yeah, the universe is always working against you. Yeah, fucking this year too. But enough about me and my insecurities. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, per this fucking year, what have you been watching, reading, playing? What's been Mm. passing the time? I have been obsessing over filmmaker... Autor Andy Milligan and his films um, for a good portion of the year. I'm actually reading a biography of his, um, which is 
so it's it's so fascinating it's a history of uh new york filmmakers in the 40s 50s 60s eh, 50s and 60s 70s really um gives a really great history of um the 43rd street movie houses grind houses and shit like that mm -hmm. it's and Speaking the of title titles. isn't <laughs> yeah, the title is incredible. It's called The Ghastly One, The Sex Gore Netherworld of Filmmaker Andy Milligan. Oh, it's by yeah. Jimmy Jimmy McNo, and it is an awesome book. You also told me you've been uh, doing a little bit of gaming lately. Yeah, I, I bought a Nintendo Switch actually right before uh, like lockdown. I think I got it in late January um, and played The Messenger which was an independent side-scrolling uh, platformer, like ninja game, and it moves into like from like 8-bit to 16-bit as you time travel. Oh, that's such it's, a unique idea. Oh, man, the game, that game is honestly one of the best games I've ever played. It's The movement feels so good, the way you bounce, the way you wall climb, mm -hmm. everything. That game delivers on every... On, it delivers on every level. Yeah, people um, don't talk enough about just the feel of a good game. That is honestly, to me, one of the most important things. And like before you started recording, I was telling you how I've been playing a lot of Mortal Kombat 11, and it's the same thing. Like my main character is Sonya Blade, and I don't really understand why. I decided to stay with her mm -hmm. and like try and become a master of Sonya Blade. But realistically, I think it's the feel, the way her character feels and moves is very satisfying. Because I try other characters and it's like, oh, this feels clunky or like. Where does it, where, yeah, I'm trying to think, where do you think, where does it feel good when it does feel good? In your hands? In your brain? Like somewhere in between? That's a, you know, yeah. It's like a I weird think it's, kind of homunculus. You know, it's like you're <laughs> almost like, you know, in it, the fucking it, game. It feels best inside of the mind of the person that is like controlling me. Oh yeah, the oh, I forgot about that video game. <laughs> yeah, God's up there chugging Mountain Dew, eating like heavenly Doritos. Actually, time to introduce a new segment to the show, one we are calling Questions, Questions from, from the, the void. 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 I will reach into this void 
I have here and pull a question from the void. Now I'm showing my guest, K. Gerard, the void. Do you see the void? Can you confirm that I have a void here? Indeed. All right. Well, uh, wish me luck as I reach my hand into the void and pull out our first question. Ooh, it's a cold void. Question number one. What's your sign? Oh, <laughs> all right. I think the void likes you. Your, your void's a magic eight ball. <laughs> yeah. Fucking void. I am a Virgo. Uh, do you know anything about that? Uh, I know that I'm like particular, disagreeable, argumentative, contrarian. Beyond that, I'm not really sure. Is there anything good about being a Virgo? <laughs> I, th- I think maybe it's, uh, if there are good things, it's you, you know what you want. Okay. I know, I know what I want. It changes often. <laughs> All right, Void. Let's go to question number two from this. Ooh, it's warm in the Void now. It's weird. Maybe the Void's a Virgo. A little bit wishy-washy. Okay, next question. What's your favorite curse word? Probably goddammit. Ooh, okay. What What do you like about goddammit? Because I feel like it's really like, it's a curse. It's yeah. A curse word. You're literally yeah. asking God to damn it. That makes me think, I used to have this boss who, uh, back when I was like a carpenter, he would go, shit, fuck, damn. <laughs> that's, like, maybe that's my new favorite curse word. Shit, fuck, damn. I mean, damn. He, he had some serious like anger and anxiety problems. And uh, Well, I always liked the, uh, like the kind of like the cartoony curse, you know, where people aren't really actually saying words, sort of like Joe Pesci in, in the Home Alone movies, just like, ragga, fragga, mugga, fragga. Mm-hmm. That's... That's my favorite curse word. Raga fraga maga fraga. All right, void. Enough of this dirty talk. Yeah, ask me something clean. If heaven exists, what would you like God to say to you when you arrive at the pearly gates? And at the bottom of this, it says R.I.P. James Lipton. <laughs> I think is that act inside the actor studio guy. Oh, yeah. R.I.P. James Lipton. I think that he would, and and this is like because I I don't drink anymore, but I would want him to hand me like a menu of really good scotches and tell me I was allowed to smoke inside. <laughs> yeah, Saint Peter. Hey Saint Peter, can I smoke in here? I'm not going to heaven if I can't smoke. Yeah, for and you could definitely smoke in hell. Smoke your own fingers. That's what I hear. <laughs> Void. Give us another. Ooh, interesting one. When will the world end? Kind of a loaded question, I guess. I guess it's going to end. So when will the world end? Some people say it already has. Maybe. I don't know. I'm hoping it's just we get just like a chill sun explosion. I hope we can make it to that time, but that's in like It would be kind of cool to watch the sun explode and then like live in total pandemonium for like a week yeah. until like the explosion got to us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I've heard, I think when it explodes, it'll like, we won't even, 
maybe we wouldn't even know, which would be kind of lame. You know, yeah, I at least want to moan with a fike. <laughs> damn fuck shit. Isn't that what you're... Shit, shit fuck damn. Shit fuck damn. That's definitely what I'm saying. The well, sun's exploding. Shit fuck damn. <laughs> and then you get one of those, uh, the Wilhelm scream. Shit fuck damn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe I'll insert one right here. Ooh. Like how I did that? <laughs> All right, void. Come on, give us a tough one. Oh, here we go. This is a tough one. Is a hot dog a sandwich? Is a taco a sandwich? Mmm. Whoa, the void just... The void just gasped. It's so impressed with your answer. The void just shit itself. <laughs> <laughs> I think a hot dog is a sandwich. I always I think, thought it was a taco. It is a taco. I mean, people eat flour tortillas, and I don't, I don't agree with that at all. <laughs> yeah. And I think a hot dog bun is just a poorly made flour tortilla. Yeah, a little too, too leaven. I hate that question. It's going to stick with me. <laughs> if I take anything from this interview, it's going <laughs> to yeah. be, is, is a hot dog sandwich? Fuck, is a fuck shit damn. Is a hot dog a sandwich? Your dying breath on your deathbed. It is a sin. Right, I come, to, I come to regret saying that. You know, I wish <laughs> that interview years ago I had said a hot dog was indeed a sandwich. <laughs> it was all downhill after that. All right, Void, hit us with the goods. Ooh, okay. The Void wants, wants three YouTube recommendations. Um, so I've been really into this musical genre called Goom from South Africa okay. for the year, like over 2020. I sort of found out about it in January and actually did an interview with two producers and DJs. Uh, they're called Umgido. It's very, very minimal, intense electronic dance music. And if you listen to the interview, they talk about how uh, Goom sort of started uh it was all made. Most of it started with, uh, you know, like cheap computers with just Fruity Loops. But it has, it's a very driving beat, uh, super minimal. But I think the song that I would recommend is by this dude, Griffith Vigo, his song DJ. It's like just under three minutes, but like it really, really hits super hard. Okay. Um, Recommendation two. Yeah, one that's been on replay a lot right now is this uh, Erkin Kore song, the Turkish like father of rock and roll over there. Uh, 1974, uh, Semelin. I know I'm not saying that right. I don't know how to pronounce things in Turkish. Well, yeah, any Turkish fakers out there, please correct us. uh, My brother recently sent me this hip-hop artist uh raid r-a-e-d okay and this shit is unlike anything i've ever heard before um he started as a pretty straightforward hip-hop artist but now this shit it's like he like does not rap on tempo with the beat 
at all. It's he has a way of describing it, and I just can't I can't pull it out of the ether. But he has this song called "I've Come a Long Way," but "along" is one word, and it it's it's unreal. Seriously, unreal. It's beyond strange. Oh wait, can I throw a fourth one in there real quick? Can he throw a fourth one in there, Void? The Void says yes. Something I never tire of is uh, the video on loop of the guy throwing the shoes at George W. Bush. Okay, yeah. I've been watching that a lot recently, and I I don't really know why. He gets but... off both shoes, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, and mm-hmm. Bush dodges both. Ah, damn, if only he had three feet. All right, Void, give us one more. Ooh, I like this one. Do you have a favorite sitcom? That's a great question. Um, and I think the answer is no, but it is also yes. Because I am a huge King of the Hill fan, and I wonder if it is technically a sitcom or not. Well, if, like, w- the only thing that would, the only thing that it needs is like audience clapping. Exactly. That's what I, if you asked me, yeah, I would say a sitcom requires a laugh track. Man, King of the Hill would be so funny with a <laughs> yeah, laugh track. It would. <laughs> oh man. Well yeah, you got a laugh track? A laugh track sitcom? If not, I think it would be the Golden Girls then. That's what I that's what I was hoping you'd say. Mm, yeah. yeah, I watched I watched the first episode of Golden Girls last night. The pilot. Oh, that's one that's one that that's the only one that I would say that needs to be avoided. Yeah, it was weird. They're gay chef named coco yeah he's like the butt of every single joke yeah and it's pretty unacceptable yeah and just like yeah problematic you know uh writing aside it's also just like why is he there i think he has like four lines he's usually just standing awkwardly in the background while like the girls have like a heartfelt moment and it doesn't really seem like any of the the Golden Girls come from any sort of money, except maybe Blanche. Yeah, but it. But they're like retired women. Yeah, it doesn't. The the idea of them having a butler doesn't make any sense. Yeah, Coco. But uh, all right, Void. That was your answer for that one. Uh, the Void. The Void actually just told me it was really into the Coco character and was actually kind of upset that it didn't carry over. Weird void. The man in your bed is dead. What? Dead. Mr. Vo- Mr. or Mrs. or, you know, Dr. Void. Uh, I'm not quite sure. I'm going to reach in you and grab out another question here. Ooh, 
kind of sticky in here now. That makes me feel weird. But I got the question out. And the question is... Ooh. The Void wants you to name six albums you could listen to every day. I would say first and foremost, Jan Terry's Baby Blues, her first album. Uh, Love Jan Terry. Fakers, if you don't know who Jan Terry is, do yourself a favor. The album Dying to Meet You by the band Vaz. I've been listening. I think that came out in 1999. What the hell else? Yeah, I know. See, you're pointing at your Judas Priest hat. <laughs> well, that's what I was going to say is like, uh, I've been referring to rock and roll as devil's music because it's very hard for me to listen to rock and roll while being sober because it's all so closely tied to excess yes totally hedonism um strawberry switchblade their one main album it's something i cannot live without the best of larice volume two is essential and just so the listeners know you're naming a lot a lot of these artists you're naming you have had on good art the podcast as well yeah the three of them i was supposed to do a vaz episode too but we canceled that a, a while ago um, I can't pick something but anything by Aphex Twin slash Richard D. James. I don't know if I could pick a particular album, but he has been in my life since I was about 14 years old, and I don't see him leaving. Uh, one more, huh? Yeah, yeah, the vo- yeah, that sounds right. For the, For the Void. Uh, how about uh? <laughs> yeah, just dwar- just shit the, it out. The, the just, dwarf sugar fix. Okay, sugar fix by the. Dwarves. That's another. That's actually another good art. The podcast episode as well. All right, Void. Couple more here. Couple more here, and then we'll let Kay off the hook. Right. Just says junk food question mark. I don't eat a lot of junk food, but, you know, some good chips. I like some good chips. I also always like to have a gigantic bag of peanut butter M&Ms oh. in, the, in the pantry. When I had Divica peel on, I believe that was episode 16, I think it was, the title of the episode was The Dirtiest Chips, because Divica had said that her favorite chips were the dirtiest chips, meaning like with the most amount of preservatives and right i think that's kind of there i mean the most the most dust yes the most dust yeah like that remember i always think about that pringles commercial from back in the day when they would like you know somebody they're showing you why potato chips suck because like someone has they like wipe their greasy hand on their shirt and it leaves a stain but i felt like that always had the opposite of effect on me I always thought, like, man, I want, to I want, I want that. Those grease. are good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh. So for you, it's a greasy chip, not a dirty chip. Yeah, probably more a greasy chip than a dirty chip. Uh, I do like Takis, but I can only handle a few. Oh man, they're Takis so intense. Are intense, yeah. Maybe intense chips. That's why I like. I want a chip that's gonna give me like, like an ulcer on my tongue if I eat. That's what I'm more than of, the suggested when amount. The ta- when I eat Takis. <laughs> yeah. Like, am I? giving myself like a hole in my intestine mm-hmm. probably uh, okay this 
This will be a good one to go out on. What role has ritual played in your life? You you sent me this question uh, in the in the preparation mm -hmm. document, and I had actually been thinking about it a lot, and um, I've kind of had to come to terms with um, like magic having less of a role in my life since becoming since getting sober, mm -hmm. because I I used a lot of alcohol and drugs in what I considered to be magic with a K and like rituals like that, um, like let all my guards down and just mm -hmm. like whatever wants to sort of enter me and take over did. And now I, I guess the most successful ritual, I did a pretty extensive one when I decided that I wanted to go back to college. Um, so it was maybe like three years ago. Uh, I started drawing like sigils on like everything that I was writing to get prepared to apply for college, everything that I was writing and uh, I think like the podcast, uh, me getting into this graduate program, uh, me shooting for a PhD is all been born out of that. And because I'm still feeling whatever sort of resonance from all of that, I feel like I, I haven't really needed much of an actual ritual in my life other than sort of staying focused on the intentions that I set there. So maybe maybe it's my everyday as like a holistic ritual, or maybe it's just not at all anymore. I don't really know if that makes sense. It's sort of like it has either disappeared or it has completely meshed itself yeah. with my full life. Yeah, because in you know, a lot of practices they always kind of talk about you know, you set your intentions or you, you, you come up with this sigil and then you're supposed to forget. You're supposed mm -hmm. to just kind of like stop thinking about it as well as, you know, not really like share it with other people. So, you know, very much it could just have become just a part of like how you approach things. Uh, yeah, I myself just kind of, I think of myself more as like a fair weather occultist in that like I've dabbled in this and that, but... Just like when I was a Christian, you know, it's like eh, most Sunday mornings, I really didn't want to go to church. So, like, Heck I think no. that's the thing that has carried through my entire, you know, all the beliefs I've had throughout my life. And as they've changed, I just, like, can't become, you know, a full-blown ascetic. Sure. I got uh, you. Because I just am too, like, regular. Too regular, I guess. Too regular. <laughs> yeah. Too, too much fiber. All right, Void. I'm going to put you away now. But uh, say goodbye to Kay. Well, Kay Gerard, thank you for being on the show. Lucas Sloppy, thanks for asking me. How can people find you? So I think everyone's favorite method is Instagram. It's Good Art, the podcast on Instagram. There are some uh, 
poorly placed underscores in there but if you type in good art the podcast you can still find it yeah um, we'll have it linked in uh on our social media and stuff goodartthepodcast.com um to find links to everything including my like medium uh my youtube channel which has a bunch of videos one or two of which have you in it uh <laughs> people people can go to kgerard.art A-R-T, like the activity. Um, (laughs) My Twitter name is KGerard. Well, word. Uh, Thanks again for being on the show. The Fakers thank you. The Void thanks you. I thank you. Um, I appreciate that, and you're welcome, and I thank you. All right, Fakers, that's our show. And remember, a hot dog is a taco. Bye. Thanks again for listening. The show is produced by me, Lucas Sloppy. Music is provided in part by Johnny Arlett. The intro was created by Will Marshall. And I want to give a special thanks to Albert Hall, Nick Duarte, and Caleb Pass for their contributions this week. You can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Fake Ritual and on Twitter at Fake Ritual Blog. You can also email us at fake.ritual.inc at gmail.com with any contributions you'd like to make or if you want to be on the show or if you want to just chat, if you got any weird stories, pictures, just fun fake stuff also please rate review and subscribe on itunes or wherever else you listen to these casts of the pod as i just started calling them and just never forget that a hot dog is a fucking taco and with that you are now allowed to Yet again, go and fake yourselves.